Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So here's the question. You and I, both baby boomers, as we sat here for just a few moments watching some antenna TV and laughing Jack Benny. We were so, watching Jack Benny. Oh, and, so funny. And now Father knows so great. <laughs> but you know what? Can we just sit here and watch TV? <laughs> yeah, I know. But Jack Benny... Was he like just flat out hysterical? I mean, literally to where your stomach hurts, you're laughing so hard. But I don't ever remember my mother wearing a dress to clean the house. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, or pearls. (laughs) Never, never. (laughs) But those were such great shows and great times. Hey, listen, we're going to have a great hour today. We've got a very special guest from Pittsburgh Agway coming up within 20 minutes. They do so many things, and Doug's going to get to all of that and more. We're going to give away that uh, $25 gift certificate right now to uh, Sorgles if you are the um, 10th caller at 412-922-1020. 10th caller right now wins it. This is a great time to get out to all of these sponsors. I was out at Janoski's uh, at length the other day. Pumpkinland begins this weekend. Man, it's just nice to be out there this time of yeah, year. Yeah, and I was out at uh, Han Nursery, was it yesterday or the day before? You know, yesterday, and lots of bargains, you know, trying to get rid of the stuff that's been around. The reason we buy them from good nurseries is we know they've been taken care of. Mm-hmm. Even though they've been around for a while, we know they've been watered, and that's good. I got some... Perennials I'm going to use for filming tomorrow, and and, uh, this is a perfect time for planting perennials, uh, plants that will come back year after year. And I got some indestructible stuff that I'm looking forward to planting that I know will be around basically forever. So what's indestructible stuff? Uh, This one is called Epimedium. And uh, first time I ever saw it actually was at Jessica's place. Oh, by the way, Jessica, it's, it's her birthday weekend. Happy birthday. 29 again. She looks 29. <laughs> We're the ones that look 49. I wish. Anyway, happy birthday. You look birthday. 49? No, I, that's what I, that's why I said I wish. Maybe from 1849. I, it's over, folks. I get it. It's over. Anyway, happy birthday to her. Go ahead. And I saw the epimedium growing uh, when she lived on the farm uh, underneath some tr- you know trees. And I was like, that stuff you know, makes it there? She's like, yeah. And I planted some a couple of years ago. And... You know, until yesterday, we had real dry spell. Uh, I hope you got a little bit of the rain out, out there. Not everybody did. I, I posted a little video on Facebook yesterday when the rain was coming down because gardeners were so excited when, when we do get a little rain after a dry spell like that. I needed it. I needed it bad. But uh, that epimedium has been sitting there uh, all by, you know, without any water at all. And growing. And doing fine. And so I'm going to put some in tomorrow. But um, this is this is perennial planting time. Uh, add something to your garden, add something different. Uh, I did get a really nice uh, double white hellebore. Hellebores are, are uh, this variety will bloom right when the crocus bloom. And so to have something blooming early in the season like that is just absolutely wonderful. And uh, I am going to Portugal coming up here in uh, April, uh, end of April to May. We've already got 20-some people going. you got about another month to get the discount, and uh, it's going to be a 13-day trip. 
exploring Portugal. I've been traveling all around the world with gardeners. We have a lot of fun. This one is garden, pretty pretty garden centric, but lots of other things to see. Uh, two flights out to the Azores, which are these beautiful islands, kind of like the Hawaii of Europe. Um, I I have all the information up at my Facebook page and also uh, at uh, dougoster.com, at everybodygardens.com. And if you don't have internet access, you can just give me a call. I'll tell you all about the trip. My number is 412-965-3278. There's a lot of cool garden stuff we're going to see and we're going to have fun. We get a a guide that picks us up at the airport and takes us all around. And Why Portugal? I've always wanted to see Portugal. <laughs> you know, uh, a couple years out, I, I look at different places and talk to my travel guy from Colette. I use this big company called Colette. They're one of the oldest travel companies in the country. And we decide where would people want to go and where would I want to go? And, you know, I have a feeling Portugal is going to be a lot like Italy when it comes to the food and Food's very important to me, Rob. I understand that. I get that. <laughs> hey, congratulations to Kathy, the winner of that $25 gift certificate to Sorgles. How hard is it to grow pumpkins? Pumpkins, uh, you know, they need space to rumble. Really? Ramble. Rumble and ramble. Right. <laughs> and lots of uh, soil improvement. You know, they usually started from seed early in the season, you know, end of May. And they got to have room to do their thing. They do have some pests that can be a problem, squash bugs, and the uh, squash vine borer is a pain, cucumber beetles sometimes, but you know, you can you can work some organic controls with them. The other thing is they get, uh, sometimes get powdery mildew, and so that's basically aesthetic, but it does slow the plant down a little bit. But if you put them in good soil, compost, manure, and let them ramble, you'll get, you'll get pumpkins. Uh, one thing I, I saw, Got some messages from people. They were getting the pumpkins early this year. So they were turning orange before, you know, like last month. And they said, what are we going to do? I said, well, there's not much you can do. You know, pick it when it's ripe, you know, keep it cool. But just like any fruit, it's going to, you know, eventually rot, you know. It's right. not going to make it till, you know, Halloween. We still have another month to make it to Halloween. So just enjoy it. Maybe make a pie out of it. That's what I do. Do you really? You ever make a, a pie out of a, a pumpkin, like a you know the the real deal type of pumpkin? My wife pie? has. <laughs> you know they're not all orange either. Some pumpkins are white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I found that to be pretty. You honest. know, I, when we were doing our uh, Jess and I were doing our cooking gigs together, she made uh, one of the best pumpkin pies out of uh, something called a Hubbard squash, mm-hmm. and it's a big blue, kind of warty looking pumpkin. Uh, squash, technically, squash, okay, but, yeah, okay. you know, same family, and it was to die for, but you wouldn't imagine something would, would taste so good that looks so bad, you know, from the outside. It was that That's an ugly-looking squash, but <laughs> it makes one of the best pumpkin pies. Talk to me about Roma tomatoes real quick. Well, you know, there, there's lots of different types of sauce tomatoes and different Romas. That the, the thing that's become really popular now is a bigger Roma tomato, so you don't have to process as many. You know, traditionally, if you if you've used Romas and you love Romas, stick with them. But there's you know, Burpee came out with Big Mama. Uh, there's just a bunch of different, really big, uh, ro- uh, paste tomatoes. They're real meaty, very few seeds, and they make great sauce. Uh, I I was so lucky this year to have a great. Well, I'm still picking tomatoes. You know, uh, I had a great tomato season. Not everybody did with all that rain. 
the, the, the thing that's worked the best for me and over the last several seasons is just uh, succession planting the tomatoes. Not everything in the third week of May. You know, I'll put some in third week of May, some June, all the way into that last. My last planting of early girls was on in July, early July, and those are filled with green tomatoes, and they don't have uh, much disease problems. Where the ones planted in May, you know, the tomatoes are almost done, and the foliage is almost all gone because of uh, fungal issues, because of all that rain we had. And that succession planting has worked really well for me. And like I said, still lots of tomatoes still coming. That's exciting. We've got another warm week coming up. Yeah, real warm. And then we get, I guess, a cool down in the weekend, and that, that'll probably probably get and- everything to turn. You know, just be once you get that couple of those cold nights tomatoes will be just like uh-oh time to time to turn red all right listen we're gonna take a very short break kind of like me when i'm outside and it's cold right yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly all right 866-391-1020 give us a call whatever's on your mind in the way of gardening doug is here jess is off it's her birthday weekend we're also going to talk to some folks from pittsburgh agway and i know you're happy about that right oh yeah I, i've known uh, chad from agway for a long long time we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about all the organic stuff that they uh they carry uh, and they have a bunch of stores around the area, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. All right, we'll get to all of that still to come today on KDKA Radio. Oh, yeah, this is a great time for you to call in because we've got all of our lines open except one, 866-391-1020. Let's go to Raymond in Greenfield. Raymond, how you doing? Welcome to KDKA Radio. Good morning. Uh, good morning to everyone. Good morning. What's on your mind? Well, I have two questions. One is I planted two big bags of gladiola bulbs in the spring, and it did not produce mm. one decent bloom. Mm. The, the stalks would come out, the bloom stalks would come out, and then they'd either wither and die that way or open up enough that they shouldn't have bothered. You got full sun? Yes. Yeah. How's the soil? Uh... I've planted other things in the soil, and I had it in different areas of the garden. Mm. So it wasn't any one particular area. That well, I wonder if it's something with the bulbs then. You know, that's unusual. Glads are pretty tough, and, you know, you just you put them in and off they go. That's a disappointment for you. Uh, I'd be thinking, uh, are you going to leave them in? Nowadays, most people just leave their glads in, and they they winter over. I usually do, but no, not this time. I got rid of them. Oh, Okay. Well, I'd, I'd give it a try with some, you know, new new varieties, new bulbs next year, and I would be sure that they were planted in really good compost. What was the second question? The second question is, I've got several burning bushes, and there are large areas that either are dead or dying because they just didn't even produce any leaf. The bigger the the bigger uh, burning bushes. It sort of has a healthy crown, but then the bottom part is all dead. Well, burning bush is basically a weed, so anything that dies on it, just remove that uh, dead wood, and it should sprout back for you. Uh, again, you know, you can't kill a burning bush, and so uh, that's all I would do. Remove the dead wood, it'll re-sprout, and next spring I think it'll be just fine. I see. All right. All well, right. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. All right. 866-391-1020. We have some calls coming in. We'd love to hear from you as well. What about taking care of mums? It's that time of year. Oh, you know, I was walking by a store the other day and I saw mums out in, in these racks and they were almost all done. You know what I mean? They were almost all bloomed out. And I was like, oh, I, I hope. 
I hope nobody is going to be standing there trying to look at those mums and buy them because I'm going to have to intercede. You know, first off, when you're buying mums, and I always say this, look for something that's, if I can get them, I want them without any color on the bud because they're going to last so much longer. You're going to get two flushes of blooms that way. What's the what's the the, the, the shelf life? What normally a month? Yeah, a month maybe. Okay, you know, but if you can like get them real early, get them when they're tightly budded. You know, maybe just maybe just blushing with color. They're going to last so much longer for you if you buy them and they're all bloomed out already. And we had weather like we had last week. They're going to be gone. They're just they're just going to bloom out and and they're not going to be able to continue, and so I bought some, I think it's almost three weeks ago and they're just now blooming, which is great, which is perfect per- timing. Per- perfect timing. Uh, you know, you might also think not just buying once, you know, buy a couple. They're really cheap, so buy a couple that are butted up now and then in a week or two buy a couple others that are butted up and you'll extend your bloom time. You know, forget about trying to winter them over. It's almost impossible. Most of them aren't technically hardy, and they've put so much of their energy into flowering that it's hard. Even if they were hardy, it's hard for them to get their roots going. Just think of them as a as a just traditional fall plant. The other thing to think about is all the nurseries now have all sorts of other cool stuff to plant. You know, I there's a, a type of kale that I love, and I see it in the nurseries. It's called red boar. And it was originally uh, introduced as a food crop, but it grows tall like a tree. It's like, an, it's like a deep purple kale, which can be like a thriller in a container. It's going to grow like three, four foot tall. And then just put some pansies around the outside as a kind of a filler spiller. That will go at least until Christmas. You'll get a lot out of that. And sometimes that red boar on a, and the pansies on a mild winter will go all winter long and come back for you in the spring. The cool thing about the red boar is if you get it to overwinter, It'll, it's what we call biennial. And so it was going to try and put on seeds the next year. And so you'll get the purple foliage and it'll flower with these little itty bitty yellow flowers in the spring if you can get it to winter over. Also, lots of other plants out there. You know, as I said, the different flowering kales will go well into winter. I love having color out there. A lot longer than than a mom. You know, you got to have moms because it's, tr- it's a tradition. But then... I see celosias out there uh, uh, and uh, hot peppers, you know, ornamental peppers now as a fall plant that will will go until we get a, a, a hard freeze. All right. Let's say hi now to Elaine and Butler for Doug Oster on The Organic Gardeners. Hi, Elaine. How are you? Hi, Elaine. What's going on? <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Uh, Doug, I have uh, azalea scale, I think. Oh, is it scale um, or is uh, it me? Um, what's the other bug I'm thinking of? Uh, oh, it'll come to me. But t- tell me about the scale. Okay, I noticed about uh, six weeks ago that my uh, the branches on my 50 year old <laughs> azaleas is, uh, is was black and the leaves were turning black. Okay. So when I looked, the the tiny white insects that are just sitting there on the stems and it's very very badly infected uh, is this an azalea uh, is this is this is this an azalea that's out in the the sun or is it yes. is, okay uh it might not be scale and i cannot remember i'm looking it up right now what the other disease or the other insect is that i'm thinking of when they're out in the sun it's kind of like all white on the uh, the plant itself. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. Uh, yes, and they're they're uh, an elliptical shape, but they're 
very small. All right, give me one second. We're going to take a look here and see if I can. You know, when you get old, sometimes your mind will not bring up these names, Rob. <laughs> what was that, Tim? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm Doug. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Lace bug, that's it. I think it's, uh, so the upper su surface of the leaves have kind of a gray, kind of coarse, stippled appearance. Does that sound right? Uh, no, it's Okay, so it might bug. be, so it is the scale then. If it's the scale, uh, it's not going to be easy, but we can work on that scale uh, basically by covering that with horticultural oil, which is a safe way to, to, to deal with an insect. So wherever that scale is, you, you mix up some horticultural oil into a sprayer, and you just cover that scale with the horticultural oil. Uh, and and okay. you're going to have to continue to apply this, you know, underneath the plant, on top of the plant, right now, and then, again, as soon as we get to the, to the early parts of spring. And you'll, you'll, you'll get it under control. The thing is... Uh, your scale is just tough, that's all. But just keep at it. All right, 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020, 1020 You're going to meet uh, someone from Agway coming up in just a couple of moments. Pittsburgh Agway, Doug's very special guest, right after we check the news moments away with Shelby Gassessi, KDKA Radio. Hey, let's give away that Janoski's gift certificate to the 10th caller at 412-922-1020 as Pumpkinland is officially open this weekend and every weekend through the end of October. But right now, time for Doug and a very special guest. Yeah, I've known Chad Welpley for a long time from Agway. Chad, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, tell me, how long have you and your family been running the Mount, or the Agways, but I know you got stores in Mount Nebo, Butler, Newcastle, Beaver, 84, and Imperial. What was the first one you guys started with? Our first one was in Beaver. Uh, some people in Beaver County know it as the Beaver County Co-op, uh, which it was for like 60 years or so. We've been there since 1987. Wow. And then who's, who's running the show besides you? Uh, my dad is uh, still, uh, still in, sort of in charge of everything, then uh, my brother Kurt and I. Uh, handle uh, my brother's up at the Butler store. I'm primarily at our Imperial store. I'm managing those stores. And tell me a little bit. You know, I always want to ask these questions when you're uh, have these you know long term customers. The feeling when they all come in with questions and you're the guy with the answers. Talk about uh, how that feels. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's one of the things we I guess we sort of pride ourselves on. Uh, we've done for years. Um, have relationships with customers, uh, whether it's lawn and garden, you know, pet supply, feed, whatever it is. Um, it's, it's just a great feeling when you can sort of solve something that somebody just, you know, they might go to Google and see a picture or, or they say, hey, I have this thing, what is it, you know? <laughs> and uh, we can uh, sort of walk them down through that. Yeah, we get that too. It's green, it's <laughs> tall, it has a flower, right? <laughs> yep, yeah. And I know you carry, Go. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And they'll say, like, I've been dealing with this for years. Can you solve it now? You know? <laughs> and I know you've got the Espoma products. You know, those go back to the 1930s. Um, you know, Holly Tone is probably the most famous. But there's some Espoma, Espoma products that p people are using right now, right? Yeah. Uh, right now we're seeing a lot of bulb tone. Uh, people putting in either with or garlic uh, or fall bulbs. Um, I, I really like this one product that's, putting all that organic nutrients back in the soil mm -hmm. um, versus just putting like a chemical on type of thing lasts a lot longer. Yeah, it's good stuff. And, you know, 
for somebody my age, we grew up with holly tone, but you know, bulb tone, tomato tone, garden tone, bloom tone. There's just a, a, a ton of them. But then the one that you and I have talked about over the years the most is what Jessica and I both use is the Ohio Earth uh, Foods products and especially that uh, Revita fertilizer. That stuff, mm-hmm. you put that on anything, it's going to grow. <laughs> yeah, we, we like those. We're, uh, uh, we'd like to see uh, more people asking for them. Um, it's just uh, it's a brand a lot of, not a lot of people know about, but um, it is from Ohio. We, we try to get as much local stuff as we can. Uh, being a local business, small business, we try, so... They're just right over the border there and have some great products. You know, Chad, back in the day, before we could get it from Agway, uh, Jessica used to drive her pickup truck over there, and everybody that was an organic gardener would give her the order, and so she'd get, (laughs) you know, 100 pounds of Revita, whatever else uh, we needed. But there's other stuff, too. Like Fox Farms has organic stuff, too, right? Yeah, we saw a decent bit of Fox Farms. Um, uh, They have their Ocean Forest blend. and the Happy Frog, a couple of the brand names that uh, a lot of people recognize. But uh, especially a lot of people doing a lot of uh, indoor indoor type stuff. Uh, those products can work really well for them. Is it you know is it hard to to uh, have a family run business? Because I I would think as you know brothers and fathers and everybody we we always uh, disagreeing. Talk talk a little bit about the the fun part of that. Uh, it's <laughs> it, it it is fun. It makes a good dynamic. Um, but also, you're, you're not in it by yourself. Uh, actually, my brother and I just spent a couple days uh, up in Vandergrift area just getting some pallet racking. You know, just the two of us working, uh, something we could find an auction to help sort of organize our warehouses better. Uh, it's a project that we got into and uh, ended up taking a lot longer than we thought it would, but it was actually sort of fun, you know, uh, yeah. versus just doing it by yourself, you know. Let's talk a little bit about something uh, that Jess and I always uh, discuss for weed control product is corn gluten meal, and you've got it in a couple different ways there at Agway, right? Yeah, yeah, it's something, uh, actually my brother had done some research, oh, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years ago now, um, and sort of discovered it in a way. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, uh, the one we have is an actual meal, they call it, that comes from, the, it's a feed grade side, we get from our feed mills. Um, a lot of people like to use it for, it's, it's, a, it's a good nitrogen fertilizer, but it also can help with uh, weed prevention. Um, Especially in the spring, uh, a lot of people like to use it as a crabgrass preventative. Um, but it even works in your uh, your flower beds, mulch beds. Um, put it down um, when you're planting things. It just it, it keeps those seedlings from uh, really germinating and taking over. Yeah, it's interesting, and I always tell people try and find it at a place like Agway where you can find it more as a feed additive. It's ground differently. So uh, you told me before we came on, you can you can get it through a drop spreader, right? Yeah, it, it it can get sort of clumpy in a way, it's, uh, but it's uh, but even throwing it down. But that's a nice thing; it's it's all natural. Like you can throw it by hand, and no worries. You know? Yeah, yeah that, uh, that's what I love about it. It's interesting. I mean, and animals can they can literally eat it. <laughs> right. I know that people use it a lot. Like you said, in the spring, we always tell people you apply it when the forsythia blooms because that that tells you that the crabgrass has not sprouted yet. But I use it. Mm-hmm. Any bed where we don't have, you know, I'm not growing seeds or, uh, you know, like a perennial bed or something like that. And even in, in a bed like a bean bed where I put my bean seeds in, as soon as those bean seeds come up, then I'll put the corn gluten meal on and I won't get any other weeds. That stuff's amazing. Yeah, we even have people use it in the middle of late summer. Like they like to, to redo their mulch beds and put some mulch down. If you're tearing that all out, throw a little bit of corn gluten meal down in there when you're mulching. Um, you can even use it later in the year. 
Tell me how the business grew from that original Beaver store in 87. Uh, well, in 89, we got the store up in Newcastle. Um, it was uh, Agway, the company was still around, and uh, they were uh, wanting to sell that store as a representative store, like a franchise-type thing. Uh, so we got that in 89. Um, and then 10 years later, um, Butler and 84 stores became available. Um, Agway was pretty much selling off all of the, the stores that they had. So we were fortunate to get the, the Butler and 84 locations, which are, were quite a bit larger than what we were used to. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially down 84, there's a racetrack down there, the meadows, and uh, feed all the horses there at the meadows. So that, oh, yeah. that greatly, greatly increased the, the, the scope of our business. Um, and then in 2007, uh, the store where I'm primarily at, Imperial, over by the airport in Finley Township, um, the family that had that store for about 30 years um, were looking to get out of the business and contacted my dad. And uh, we were able to acquire that location. And then the, the one in Mount Nebo up around the Strickley area, um, my brother found that location. Uh, was it used to be the Mountain Nebo Grange Hall? Uh, if anybody knows what a Grange is, <laughs> <laughs> um, and in, 20, so in 2013 we uh, we purchased that building and uh, started. Uh, that was the first store we actually started from the ground up. Well, Chad, one of the things I love about going to Agways is there's always a little area there because I'm a cheapskate uh, with stuff on sale. Uh, you get a lot of people like me coming in looking at that uh, discount area. <laughs> We do, we do. Uh, it's a uh, it's a good way to move out some stuff that just hadn't been moving, or maybe even just getting in a different part of the store. Someone might even notice it. That's uh, one of the things we, since we do have lawn and garden and pet supply and feed and all kinds of stuff. A lot of a lot of our customers, regular customers, will come and they go to their part of the store and they don't really explore anything else. So if, if we move it in the discount area, they might see something they never saw before. Well, Chad Wellplay from Agway, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, Check out those stores, Mount Nebo, Butler, Newcastle, Beaver, 84, and Imperial. Lots of good stuff there. Lots of good organic stuff, too. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back right back to the phones. Larry, Tony, Tom, Virginia, we'll try to get to all of you before the top of the hour. Next hour, Oktoberfest on the Coons Cooking Hour. Heffron Tillits and your money and you, 9 to 11 in the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show. Right now, congratulations in order for Cindy from Irwin, who won that $25 gift certificate from Janoski's. All right, let's see how good you are. Oh, man, look at all these phone calls. Let's go. Let's go to uh, Virginia in New Swickley. Go ahead, Virginia. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question about an azalea and a rhododendron that we have. They're close together. They're planted on a bank next to our porch steps, and it's a sloping bank, and it's kind of tricky to get to in there. And we've also been infested with uh, bees and things there. I was wondering, when would a safe time be to, to trim them back, and what method would you um, recommend, uh, the, um, uh, the pruning shears or electric trimmer? So the best time to do this is going to be right after they're done blooming, as long as, you know, if you were to cut them now, you're going to be cutting off next year's blooms, and you want to see the blooms. So next oh. next May... The, the minute that they're done blooming, that's when we start the pruning. Now, I would use, uh, you know, bypass pruning shears, and I would do it very carefully. You kind of, you, pruning is, is part art, part science. So just, you kind of look at what part of the plant you need to get rid of. You go all the way back to, like, the main stem and remove that branch there. It, with pruning shears, turning them into meatballs is not going to make it make them happy. They have their own kind of natural shape uh, that is beautiful. 
And so um, you don't have to trim them. It's only if they're in the way or if they're in the way of each other. And so enjoy the blooms next spring and then get to them with those pruning shears, okay? All right, let's go now to Tom in New Kensington. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom, what's going on? How are you today? We're doing good. What's going on with you? I got some peony plants here. It's an established bed at 60 or 70 years old. I've just acquired them. And the problem is they got like this black spots on the leaves. Right. Very common. And and uh, I was I was reading it said they cut if, if leave them up till the green is all gone when they turn black, cut them back. Yeah, that you got to get rid of that foliage. Um, so I, go I ahead. I did all that, but is there anything you can feed them now? No, no, it's not, it's not about feeding. What you want to do next year when they come up, especially if you have another wet season, you want to treat them with an organic fungicide. We like one called Serenade, and you apply it uh, probably every couple weeks when you first start to see it leaf out. First, you'll get the little red uh, stems poking up. Then they'll start right. to leaf out. Start with a, a fungicide then, and that should, that should make them healthy. They're not going to need much as far as especially an older bed like that as far as feed. They're tough as nails. Once they're established, they'll do their thing. But they're, it's very common that they have fungal problems. So start with that fungicide in the spring, and you'll be good to go. Remember to remove all that infected foliage now, and you either have to bag it or burn it, okay? Okay. Thanks. Tony Oakmont up next for Doug on the Organic Gardeners, KDK Radio. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hi, good morning. How are you? We're doing good. What's on your mind? I planted some mums a year ago, and this year they re- returned. I put some uh, mushroom compost on them, but they are extremely large. I mean, they're like almost like three foot high, but they're beautiful. This I is mean, a, this is a good problem to have, Tony, and, I, I, and I, you've I, done something most people have not been able to ever do is make them come back. And once they become established, that's what they're going to do. You know, the reason they're so tall, and you're, you're kind of looking at them and thinking, man, what's going on? In, the, in cultivation in the nursery, they cut them back two times before we get to the fall. And that's why it, it, they're kind of rounded and compact and filled with buds. When they're growing naturally, a lot of times that's what they'll do. I mean, they're actually beautiful. I just want to make sure that I can get them to come back next year. I mean, they're they're ten times larger than what they did last year. Yeah, once once they're established like that, you're you're going to be uh, the king of the mums for the neighborhood. So don't worry okay. about that, and just let them do their thing. It's awesome. Uh, all right, let's go to Larry in uh, Ross Township. Hey, Larry, how you doing? Hey, Larry, I'm good. Hey, guys, how you doing today? It's going good. What's on your mind? Hey, my question is uh, a couple uh, flats of Pacassandra at a local nursery mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, and. Um, as I was uh, pulling out the stem, you know, to plant them, and I took your advice. I bought one of those drill augers. Oh, good. You know, to put them in. And uh, the, there's like 100 plants in each each um, each flat. So as I was pulling out the stem, you know, to put it in the hole, I mean, all the dirt was, the soil was coming off mm-hmm. of, it, of it. So, I mean, are they still going to make it? I mean, I tried to get as much soil as I could. Yeah, that's all, that's all, that's all you can it. do. And then uh, did you get rain last night? Yes. Well, that'll help, but you're going to have to keep them watered if we don't get rain, and that will get them established. Pachysandra is tough as nails. Not everybody loves it. I love Pachysandra. You know, all the gardens that I grew up with had Pachysandra. I've got Pachysandra all over my garden. Um, yeah, it, I, needed, it, I needed some for some shaded space alongside my house, and 
I just wanted to find out before I put in my second flat, are these going to be okay? Yeah, as long as you keep them watered. And then when you're when you're pulling them out of the flat, try and kind of pinch them from behind, underneath so that that whole kind of root ball comes out with it if you can get it. That'll do the trick. Thank you for the call. One minute and counting Portugal. Oh, yes. We are going to Portugal at the end of April for 13 days, and we're going to see everything Portugal has to offer. Lisbon and flower shows and guard, botanical gardens and the Azor Islands, uh, which is the Hawaii of Europe, two separate flights out there. It's almost all-inclusive, uh, the flight, uh, the all the meals, not all the meals, but almost all the meals, uh, all the travel in country. We have a guide that takes us everywhere that knows everything. Uh, I have so much fun when we do this. I've got uh, over 20 people coming already. We'll probably take about 30 Give me a call at 412-965-3278. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. Enjoy your day on the water. I will. All right, Doug Oster. Jessica, enjoying her birthday weekend. Meantime, Shelby Gassessi coming back with the news at 8. And then Joe and Frank and I talk Oktoberfest on the Coons Cooking Hour, KDKA Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.